Hello everybody and welcome to the whole rabbit where we don't just investigate the fuzzy butt or the buck teeth or the cute ears or the shrimp eyes. We investigate the whole rabbit and we have a very special show for you tonight. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to get to and we actually have a guest. It's the headmaster of the Sleepy Academy of Magic. Yes, the Sleepy Sleepy Academy. Uh, God, sleepy I, Hills. Sleepy Sleepy Forest. Yeah. Sleepy Forest. Sleepy Forest. Sleepy Academy. Forest Academy. Well, what's all that about? Yes, we have the headmaster of the Sleepy but, Forest Academy of Magic. Yeah, His name I, is Rona. Yeah. Uh, and he has he has a he has a wizard hat on. He ain't fucking around. <laughs> this guy eats magic for breakfast. I lucky charms. I eat life for breakfast. Really, <laughs> if I eat breakfast, at what's all. what's what's more magical than life? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have a magical uh, website. I guess it's a. I want it to end up being more like a school uh, where you can go and you can learn uh, the really basic uh, stuff about magic. So kind of, I think this is a good place as well for me to really just jump in here, since sigils are a very basic form of magic. And everyone can use it. That's pretty much where you get started. You have to know what a sigil is. You have to understand basically how they work. Sigil or sigil, S-I-G-I-L, however you want to pronounce it. It's like Star Wars. You can can pronounce it however the vowels take you, you know? If you're going to learn martial arts, you have to learn how to punch and kick and... If you're going to learn Probably magic, a lot of you're going to have to learn sigils yeah, at some point. You're going to have to learn sigils at some point. Since it's basic as writing. I mean, even if you do Reiki, you're still using Reiki sigils. Sigil magic works on some basic but powerful principles. In short, it consists of taking a verbal or written intention, reducing this intention down into a symbol, which is then utilized by the precognitive, non-rational side of the mind, which embeds commands into your physiology, where it is acted out below the filter of the rational, waking consciousness. Of course, this is a purely material explanation. It is possible to go further down the rabbit hole, which is exactly where we intend to go. Because practitioners of magic, even amateur ones, quickly learn that while reprogramming the quote-unquote subconscious mind is a piece of what's going on, there appears to be an effect on an even deeper, more causal level of reality, capable of manifesting results that challenge conventional, materialistic notions of what the mind is capable of achieving. I'll start with a personal story. Um, I lost a magical protection amulet once. Couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, worse yet, I was going through a really like dark and destructive period of my life where having lost my amulet, I felt even more vulnerable. Perhaps even like the powers and forces I had invoked into said amulet had maybe abandoned me. Uh, I was losing a hell of a lot of other things at the time, so I didn't really make a big deal of it. But later, while moving to a different room in the house, I discovered my amulet. It was sitting in an impossible place. Directly under my mattress, impossibly in the center, was my amulet. Weirder yet, it was positioned atop a junction where two extension cords were linked. These cords were powering most of the devices in the room, which were still powered. Uh, These two cords, despite having a functional connection, were doing something disastrously wrong. As I picked up the amulet, I discovered the cords refused. They were sparking with heat and melted together. The floor underneath was charred black. The amulet had been laying face down, and it acted as a barrier between the mattress and the impending electrical fire below, uh, which was consistently snuffing it despite a continued flow of current. This is precisely the sort of magical effect that sigil magic is capable of achieving. The cords were there due to laziness and poor planning, but the amulet 
just simply couldn't have shimmied out of my pocket, down the side of the mattress, and wedged itself atop a bundle of connections firmly pressed against the floor. It just couldn't happen. Regardless of how I had reprogrammed my subconscious mind to protect itself in the presence of said amulet, uh, the materialistic explanation that my thrift store medallion was making me subconsciously take less risks was simply not in play. It was something deeper. Uh, and if, you know, you play around with sigil magic long enough, you'll soon realize you can cause effects on a deeper level of reality as well. So, how do we do it? To make a sigil, you have to have an intention. Hmm. If you want your intention to work out, it has to be something that is at least possible? I mean, I don't know if you should always bound yourself. I mean, you should try and do, what, two impossible things before breakfast, but... You know, speak to this. Is it is it easier to manifest something that's possible? Or, I mean, I guess I've already answered my own question. Yes, it's easier to manifest something that's possible versus impossible. But should that stop you from trying? The whole the whole reason for magic existing is that you're supposed to attempt the impossible. You're supposed to go to that next level of you know what what's the most wild thing that I could think of doing, and how can I do it? So, like in your case. A sigil or a number of sigils you may have may work towards you having an enormous magical campus yes. in some extremely beautiful sleepy hills. And you have every intention of making that happen. Right. And uh, it's it's to get in from the very basics, I would say a sigil is as basic as, as an alphabet. So we all know that A is A and it makes the sound ah. But, you know, why? Who, who, said, who said that that's what it's going to do? That it's the same as a sigil. The more, I believe, people that embed an intention into a sigil, the more powerful it becomes. Well, yeah, that would that would definitely be working with the uh, magical unified field theory. Well, I mean, sigils also change meaning over time. But I guess to begin, you have to have a meaning for your sigil. So, instead of just making a sigil and then coming up with a meaning for it, which also works, there's a more advanced way to do it. You can write down what you want to happen. For instance, uh, and you should try and write it in the present tense. You're going to be drawing from eternity, so you should write it as if it's happening or already happened. So, instead of writing, I don't want to be lonely anymore, you would write, I want to be with my soulmate. Or rather, I am with my soulmate. I am with my soulmate. I am with I my soulmate. I enjoy being with my soulmate. I enjoy being with my soulmate. Yeah, because you don't know. You can meet your soulmate and they could they could suck. I think that defeats the purpose of a soulmate, though. Unless your soul sucks. Yeah, yeah. What if your soul sucks <laughs> if, and that's the person you, you deserve? Suck. Yeah. So the person you deserve is like a genuine asshole. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that we can say that's true. <laughs> genuine assholes need love, too. But do they get other assholes like well, they people need who genuine suck just butt, hook up? They need genuine butt sex. Oh my god! <laughs> I love how you introduce me as a headmaster, and then we go straight to butt sex. Hey, you can't you can't do wizard you headmaster. You got it. You got it. Oh my god! You got to encompass the whole. Like, spectrum. Hey, I'm not the one who retconned the freaking Harry Potter universe. My making Dumbledore classes gay. hasn't even come out yet, and the first thing they're going to hear from me is wizard butt. This was a mistake. <laughs> hey, butt sex can be useful in magic. Hey, ask... you, might, you, you never know. You might get more students because of it. Yeah, ask Alice, Alistair Crowley. Can he we just... get off the topic of butt sex now, please? <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk to angels, 
No. So we're talking about constructing sigils. Oh okay. My God. <laughs> right. So you write out your intention. If I may hijack this. You write out your intention. We were talking about how you craft it. So you write out your intention. Let's give an example. Uh, we were talking about soulmates, right? That's how we veered wildly into butt sex. Um, so let's let's pick one. Uh, so you write your intention down. For instance. I am one? having great butt sex. No, no right damn now. it. Jesus. You want to just make one? Let's, okay, I'll find a piece of paper, and how about we do... No, again, we my were talking... My podcast will get a hundred views in an hour. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What's <laughs> with you guys in butt sex? I'm not into it personally. It's just funny to talk about No, sometimes. we were talking about uh, genuine asses, and you know, and they, they get deserve loving too like See, this is talk- why i'm the first guest you just freaking straight into butts <laughs> you know i really wanted to just write down how to do sigils like one two three four five but it's so boring you know i mean how are you gonna make a whole show out of just making sigils i mean i, I most people who are listening to this probably know how and, but- if, and if you don't then i this is necessarily your initiatic torture you that you have to get today. through well like you can't like seriously, how many times have you been the butt of a dirty joke trying to learn about magic from some dork at a fucking coffee shop? I don't think everyone's you and me. You know, like but like I I've had that experience. I'm sure it's <laughs> common out there. If you you've know? ever tried to learn magic, you, from, from you gotta people. You have to get trolled. You gotta get trolled a little bit. And I guess that's it's it's humility or humiliation. Choose one. <laughs> so you gotta write down your intention. Right. So how do we how do we currentify this podcast has, what do we want, a hundred? thousand? No, just many? I would like this particular podcast mm-hmm. to reach a hundred thousand people. That seems conservative. All right. So those, da- we... those dark web stories people are reaching like 700,000, but that's actually interesting. So let's aim Let's aim at like a hundred thousand. hundred thousand. So how do we currentify that? How do we bring that to pa- the present tense? This is why you need a wordsmith. Let's just, let's say this episode achieves a million views. Alright, a million. In one year. That's in two really years. Specific. No, I'm not gonna, why would no, you limit? no, don't, don't put time things, you're drawing from the internal. So you want it to just manifest as it would in like, It'll keep itself, going, yeah. As the fourth dimensional object it is, man, come on. So this like this. episode has a million listens slash views. Million people listen to this podcast. A million people a million listen people. to the whole rabbit. All right, podcast. So you got to work through your intention a little bit because when it first comes out your mouth, it's going to be kind of dumb. Remember, it's like lawyer lawyer speak. You want you want no loopholes. Like you're talking to a genie. Yeah, like 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 some evil. Well, I don't know. Maybe just a genie with a sense of humor sitting right in front of you, and he's like trying to work out a way to, uh, you know, how could you make that come true the easiest possible way? I can. So, <laughs> wait, can you not? <laughs> you're right, though. You're completely right. So you really have to, you really have to write it down and make it mean what it means, and you make know. it mean what you mean. Wow, I made a to lot of somebody sense who doesn't understand how you're thinking. Yeah, you have to be specific. And it's you can put boundaries and time limits on there. There's some magicians who feel very strongly about that. I don't. I don't particularly, but you know, you don't want your you don't want to get a result like in 50 years and like they're like, ha ha. Yeah. People listen to the whole rabbit. That's a long set. We got it. A million people listen to the whole rabbit. Okay, so let's say that's your intention. Uh, Then you would remove all the vowels. 
Yeah, we just take out all the vowels. So A E I O U. What about Y? Maybe you'll take out Y if you want, if it repeats. And when we get to the Y, we realize how arbitrary some of these steps are. But if you follow these steps, it works. That's what matters. Got it. Then you take out the repeaters. Yeah, then you take out all the repeating consonants. There's two L's in million, right? I think so. I'm a writer. I don't do grammar. Yeah, there are. Goodbye. You're all a right. writer, dude. I'm not the I'm not the good speller, and I know there's two L's. I just there. remember and there's two B's and rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. A milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. Okay. I remember when spell check. When I learned how to use spell check, that oh my god, my world changed. They've got really sophisticated spell checks now. Grammarly. They should sponsor us. Is worth your time. We're not even sponsored by Grammarly, but Grammarly is worth your time. I would check it out. I could probably use it. So, rem- remove all the repeating consonants. Why if it if it if it repeats, you know? I guess, yeah. We want to take out the repeaters. So, we're left with this M N P Oh wait, what if it's repeaters next to them? Like P E O P L E is people, but if you take out the E and the O, you got P P L. Yeah, take out that too. Okay. Take out the and then and then you just want to combine it at the bottom. Like take the letters you have left and then write them all out next to each other. And then you know what I do sometimes is I arrange them sort of by how the letters look. So I'll put like E's and F's next to each other and then N's and M's next to each other. Well, yeah, because like in a full E is making an F shape yeah, so with you, an extra little bit. So, and then an M is an N. And you're you know? beginning the next part of the process, which is actually probably the most fun. Oh, and, and it's also a Z. It's probably the best part of the... It's the most most finger-painty part of the whole process. Is This is where you begin to mix, match, combine, discard, refine, and sketch and with those with those symbols. It looks like a license plate. M-S-T-N-H-W-H-L-R-T. Yeah. It's like misty, mist and wild right. But whatever. you can tell it yeah, still has, sounds- like, the encoded thing in it. That's what's cool about it. And then you... So you start to take all those letters you have left, and you start to doodle with them. And using to, the lines, right? Using the lines until it, it comes out to something that looks magic AF, as it says here in my notes. Yeah, it should it look magical. That like, that's Oh, the, my God, it's in his notes. Yeah, it actually says AF in his notes, all capitalized. It's ridiculous. So you you got to have your sigil be looking wicked as shit, and then you're ready. So I'm going to doodle on this, and hopefully... Okay, I'll and be like, done by the end of the podcast. You can always take your time. Like, take your time. Get satisfied yeah. with your sigil. So Rona's going to take a little bit to work on this because this process takes a little while. It's a magical process. Like, I'll pipe it, in, though. You want to make yeah. it look cooler? Put a circle around it. Yeah, you know? put a circle put, around put it. Put it in a hexagon or a freaking pentagram. You're going to do that at some point probably later. Maybe. Because the next step is... Flip it around. See what it looks like at different angles. How they, how they say in the industry, the next step is to charge it. Woo-woo. Which usually for most people means masturbate. But I don't really subscribe to that. But that's a really popular <laughs> I don't method. know. I think that's just a troll method. You know, it's all like, oh, well, you can just jack off on it. Like, the the psychodrama of actually, like, masturbating on a piece of paper for some sort of outcome might might actually work. But that's like, that's like shooting in the dark. I can't disagree with the psychodrama part if, of what you said, you, uh, but... I don't know. Part of my pun there. Isn't that like shooting in the dark? (laughs) I've heard there's an esoteric principle that any sexual act you're creating a child of some kind, in the astral or otherwise. So the act of masturbating to a sigil is the act of creation in terms of your intention. 
right? And and uh, well, I guess so. What do you mean by charge it? What's that step really mean? Well, the way I've had it explained to me, it either means you got to inhibit your consciousness to stillness, or you got to excite your consciousness to stillness or unity. I don't know what unity. You, I, I unity. You got to attain some sort of uh, yoga with the con- with the consciousness of the universe. I think, uh, and then you got to blast your sigil out through your third eye or something. I think you or just need something. to have like if you can ground your intention, like to be so refined that you have an emotion tied to it. All you have to do is start associating that emotion feeling to the the symbol. You know, like people do with like corporate logos or something. It's Pavlovian. You gotta like that's the I think that's the part where you're trying to make it look really cool. You you know you're forming a connection to it, and and ideally you gotta you gotta care about your intention a little bit. But then you don't want the whole idea behind making a sigil is, is you don't want your rational mind to start interfering with the process. That's the whole point of making the sigil is you're trying to find a way to slip your intention underneath your own radar so you don't get in your own way i think right about now is a good time to start talking about money the money mm. symbol is a perfect i perfect example for a sigil oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah what do you think of when you see a little s with a line through it if you're u.s yeah u.s dollar or a pounds or a yen you will that's also it that like they have different symbols for the different currency it's not like the one symbol for money in general it's like yeah. different symbols for different amounts of currency so if i see a c with a line i know i'm not dealing with something big i'm dealing with something small so that makes sense <laughs> have you ever uh, smelled uh, a bunch of money oh, yeah. oh my, it, smells? Yeah, it smells weird it's like this it smells green it smells like it's weird acidic green yeah like the new crisp money it's like new oh, car yeah. smell yeah it's got a weird weird freaking like chemical smell but that's again sigils you see it you might smell it you'll feel a particular way if you have a lot of money you might think oh you might not feel the same way as somebody who doesn't have a lot of money and they see uh like a 20 dollar bit like god uh remember those pamphlets that they that this one church was using that looked like dollar bills and they just leave them on the ground and people would get all excited and pick it up oh yeah you were gonna pick it up and you were gonna read some something about jesus you were gonna be mad when you did it that was terrible marketing but it was brilliant. That was sigil work. People saw money. They picked it up. That is a symbol making you do something, which is another example. I think it's sigil. pretty clever because you're 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 preying on people's like desperation and greed and desire to get ahead <laughs> in the world, and then and, like, and then you just give them the good news of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just smuggle some Jesus that in, into their greed. Wonderful PR for the big man upstairs. Just gonna give him, just give him, give him around. We gotta figure out what church that was. Well, you don't need to save your money when you're saved by Jesus because he's is, already paid the debt. Exactly. Well, no, because you have to pay him tithes and offerings, which is ten percent of whatever you make. So yeah. What about can... the cross? There's a freaking sigil if ever I've seen one. Oh yeah. You see a cross, you see a juice star, you see a freaking well, works on uh, demons, a Muslim right? crescent. Like we all know what those means. Those Can we are just, just talk, symbols. Like people are dying for lines in the sand, <laughs> and I mean, in flags, and in flags, and flags, and some and flags, and little rectangular pieces of cloth, buildings and you know beliefs about who should be able to do what. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, you could be dying for sigils, man. You know what George Carlin says, you know, I don't get all choked up over flags and songs. I leave symbols for the symbol-minded. 
<laughs> but I'm, but what I you know what we're trying to tell you here is everyone is symbol minded, including you. You know, because even animals, I believe, think in symbols. You know, they see the leash and they're like, "Oh, that means walk." You know, they hear that. That's what that's the the whole Pavlovian thing. You know, there's a symbol, and then it becomes associated with a natural response to some other stimulus, and that's a conditioned response. You know, so symbols, so money. We see money, we're like, <laughs> you know. More survival, survival bio survival tickets, tickets. Right, bio survival yeah. tickets. Bio I need more of those. Tickets. Like I've literally been in, in times in my life where I've been like kind of depressed, and I'm driving Uber, and then somebody just hands me twenty bucks because they're feeling generous. I literally feel my whole mood change. You know what I mean? I look at the total, and it's a little bit higher than I thought it was going to be. My whole mood changes. It's like that really does affect your. Basically, yeah, symbols affect you. I mean, we all believe money is valuable because we say it is. It's a piece of paper. It's, yeah. I mean, in the past, of course, quick money, I'm, I'm school-minded. Money, you used to be able to take a piece of paper to the bank and you'd take your gold out. It had weight behind it. It's, it your money ticket was what you'd take because you didn't want to carry your heavy-ass gold, right? Yeah. But now, it's becoming less and less material even to the point where it's credit, a credit card. Everyone knows what a credit card symbol looks like. Master, Visa, all those. And, uh... Yeah, that's associated with value. Exactly. Credit, you know. Credit, yeah. Um, you know Visa's run by the Vatican? But how do you get the... <laughs> you can't throw that and not expect me to want to go into it. No, you're mean, but no, we can't. Continue. Okay. <laughs> So how do these symbols get that powerful, though? You want your symbol to be powerful. How do you get that powerful? You have to charge it. You got to draw it right. All right, so there's several methods, including masturbation. Right? Yeah, there's a couple methods, including masturbation. But, but let's, uh, just, so let's just let's just talk, talk about, about the that. other methods. No, let's talk about the masturbation method first, because everyone's because if we don't talk about it... We did a little. We did way before that. Okay, right? at the point of orgasm, you imagine your symbol really intensely. And the brightest colors associated with... Your intention. <laughs> With your intention. And, um, yeah, and then go about your day. So that that is why that method is usually brought up first, because it's shocking and it... It probably it, works, it, it works really, really well. Really well. <laughs> it works really well. Um, but, like, there's other ways to do magic, you know. You can just think of it really, really intensely. Like, if you can imagine, like, a three-dimensional shape of your sigil in like living color in your mind for like five minutes if you could hold that well if you could hold an image in your mind for five minutes you'd probably be a superhuman yeah you're already like you're already pretty you're, far yeah. on your way to mastery yeah um, but if you can hold it long enough in bright colors that would be a good way to charge it thinking about it in a like at a party atmosphere right at like the peak of a drug experience might also work. Oh yeah, you you could be dancing rituals, rituals. You could do rituals mm. to charge a, a you, sigil. You could make your you could make a ritual out of your si- sigil and uh, do that, or you could put your sigil in the four corners of the room. There's all sorts of stuff you could do. You know what method that's worked for me the best that doesn't involve wanking is you sit down. And you stare for a long, long time. You want to not blink, if possible, but it's not like that should stop you. You want to be staring at one tiny little spot, as tiny as possible, 
to the point where the sigil is burning into your eyes so that when you um I, this is a golden this is an old golden dawn method i believe you can draw your sigil in the opposite color of the energy you're looking for so if it's a love spell and you want green for venus and netzok you would draw the sigil in red and then you'd stare at that sigil until it burns into your eyes so when you close your eyes you've got a glowing green sigil uh that's i found methods along those lines to be the most effective for me i don't know why um i remember making a sigil called i conduct currency i'm happy i didn't electrocute myself to death now that i'm thinking about it but i made a little symbol and this really makes me mad because it was more or less the um almost the symbol for cryptocurrency and I didn't even know I was doing that at the time. If I had used a little bit more of my imagination and brain, I might have noticed. But I just ended up being a pizza delivery person. And for the at the time, I was handing a lot of money back and forth and back and forth and back and forth constantly. And that had that satisfied those conditions because I would come home with like $75 in cash every night on top of whatever else I was being paid. And so I felt that satisfied that sigil and it worked really well just in one session, sitting down and staring at the bitch until it burned into my eyeballs. I have a weird method and it's more based off of that nonsense from that movie. What the bleep do we know when they're talking about the uh, memory of water? So what I do is I'd basically write a sigil, put it underneath a glass of water, let it sit there for like hours, you know, and then after a while, I'd come up and drink the water. And then what I would notice is that the exact thing, like, and I would do it with the multiple things, and that was a good method to just, like, get an effect in the day. Like, in the same day. Like, set an intention for the day. Yeah. And then just drink, drink the water. Drink, yeah, drink the intention. Because you can, like, you can use all the sort of physical sort of uh, method to explain or rationalize away what you're doing, but we all know we're doing weird, crazy magic shit. And you should avoid that. It, when you're doing magic, not when you're thinking about magic or when you're talking to your friends. Or, or, or hypothesizing. Do, but when you're actually doing the magic. Yeah, no, it's magical. Just just, just don't question it. Yeah, it. This does that. You know, that just that's how it works. <laughs> so you're going to want to charge your sigil in one way or the other through either inhibition or excitation oh, we kind of spoke of both time? methods do you oh, remember? there's one more if we have time yeah what is it uh, what, i was what? so in dry- okay this is what i got so far how's that look oh that's cool okay oh, that's pretty cool yeah whoever said no vowels was the freaking my God. third eye yeah you can see you can always break the rules <laughs> that, that if, for your own artistic gotta, gotta, i'll tell you like yeah. kind of looks but we gotta ask the, our audience to actually remote view our sigil oh hey because we, we asked them to remote view it, so... Oh, we asked them to remote view an object last yeah, week. Yeah, but we should make them remote view this as well. I I think your sigil looks a little t- big. Big? Mainly not Doesn't have not be- because it's big for the universe, it's because my third eye is very small. All right, I'll keep working, but... You know, um, make it a little more simple. Yeah, got it. Because so- I have a hard time envisioning things. That's one of my weaknesses. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, I- do you remember that one time we made... Uh, sigils and put them in organ generators to see if that would work that really really gets my goose man i that that worked too well we i would love to find somebody to come on the show and tell me that shit really works because out of everything i've ever done 
magically, that's the one that just seems like the most like I was totally wasting my fucking time. Like, I I I don't know. Like, okay, what organ generators? Okay, and the way you would do it, the way we way we were instructed to build it, you would use like resin epoxy, and you would stack um, organic and inorganic materials on top of each other. Yeah, and then you would put it in resin. And you'd also have, like, a crystal with a copper coil in it, and, like... Yeah, we did all that like stuff. Like, you're making some cheap electronic. Now, I just remember feeling like in, we were creating, supposedly, an object to filter out bad juju, basically. And as we were making it, we were coming into contact with the most, like, noxious chemicals and things. This, it was, like... It seemed, it seemed stupid. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. counterintuitive. Oh, yeah. It's like some dumb hippie shit. Like if they had told us to like <laughs> plant sunflower seeds near cell phone towers, I probably might have believed it more. Do you have all the? Do you have all the uh, symptom? I have all the symptom. You have all the symptom. I have, I had to look up what a tension headache was today because I didn't know what a headache was that lasted for like a week and a day or two plus because it's uh, finally went away a little bit. I think the muscle milk helped. I don't even drink muscle milk. I just had a feeling like maybe it would. Don't drink muscle milk. Not unless oh, they're paying us. you just got to rub one out if you got a headache that won't go away. <laughs> Does that work for you? It works. Does that work for anyone? It works. Or is that just people just want to rub it's one just, out? It's just you can't, like, do it, well, like, at your work. That's creepy and weird. <laughs> you can't do that at home. All this talk about masturbation made me remember another way you can charge your, um, God, sigil <laughs> images in my head. Stop that. <laughs> God sigils. God sigils. Uh, is like, like Luke, uh, is like you said, is just to imagine it, to burn that image into your mind, uh, either through masturbation or by meditating on it and envisioning it and feeling that intention while you envision that. Your, your sigil, whatever symbol or artistic linery you come up with. And then when you are in a situation where you need that emotion or you need that sigil's power to work, all you need to do is envision it again and you will feel, you'll recall that feeling. And that's a really super basic way of, you know, you'll know the feeling and then you'll be able to increase that feeling or expand it back to dealing with consonants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's making our magic sigil All right, for us. So I had a, a sigil back in the day, and it was kind of a dumb thing to do when you're being a, a reckless magician. But I was a reckless magician because I really wanted to see if this stuff worked. I kind of got drawn to this stuff through science because, you know, I really wanted to know what the double slit experiments ramifications actually meant. And kind of meant magic. Basically, I made a sigil to bring LSD to me. And after making this sigil... Oh, that's a great way to cause problems in your life. Yeah, it was crazy burner man party time. Excellent. Just for a couple of years there where it got a little too crazy. Yeah, sigils can take on like a passive running effect for a while if you really charge the heck out of them or use them over and over they'll start to have a passive effect sometimes um they can peter out and die after a while but that's something you can do like you can keep charging a sigil over and over and over and i think that's how you create a tulpa 
Um, <laughs> you know, I know, I know. Rona brought this up before the podcast. Oh yeah, he wanted to bring up tulpas, but oh, yeah, tulpas we were do... like the big thing on CMG back in the day. I and they've always been big on X. So, and I, I recently have rediscovered X. Man, I fucking love uh, that dude, place. I haven't gone on X since they told me my Goetia story was fake and gay. <laughs> they did. Oh, yeah, I told them the whole thing, and they're just like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, there's a tendency for uh, <laughs> them to deny... Yeah, like, that happens. They probably deal with so many people making a bullshit when, like, some real stuff's dropped on their lap. They're like, what do I do with this? I read a legitimately spooky Goetia story last night. Apparently, this guy um, wanted somebody to die. So oh, fuck. So he... he offered up some expensive beef, some Italian wine, offered up a quarter of his blood and the use of his body temporarily. And supposedly he sat down, stared at the sigil. Um, Although there was a preparatory period. He said he spent something like 40 days uh, not having any sex or masturbating um, and doing a fast. It was like a juice fast, a water and juice fast. That's snake juice. He's really prepared for this ritual and he starts staring into the sigil and supposedly i don't remember the name of this demon and i don't care to say its name on air anyway but it's a dog with wings um, if you if you're familiar with the the goetic illustrations you you gave him too much already i gave him too much already it looks really fucked up but he basically said that he stared into the sigil and then he went into like sort of a a, a, a like a waking sleep paralysis where he couldn't move and he began cutting his own wrist and he lost after he lost a quarter of his blood this dog basically manifested and like raped him in the ass whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Uh, here i am scissorcraft raped an ass whoa he was coming back to more of this ass stuff but uh yeah the dog dog is like you know doing him right you guys did you ever watch uh uh, uh octane like, hunger force like fucking tonight ha- yeah tonight you hey fucking hand banana all the way right hand bananaing this guy he then at the bottom of the of his post he says like worked perfectly two weeks later dude was shot in an attempted murder of somebody else so it looked like an accident this was it was manslaughter it was yeah it 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 was basically he got what he wanted and then <laughs> the comment under that was something about like good luck with your karma bro but you know yeah don't you may get what you want. You may get what you want, but you may also get raped by a, a ham banana. It's like, dude, demon dogs fucking you in the ass. Is it really worth it? What do you say about that? It's just a story to tell, really. I mean, yeah, ours was pretty cool, but I mean, it's not that fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, we just asked questions and we didn't give any offerings. And the, basically, the thread ended with like, if you're gonna work with these demons, give them respect. But we're getting into the weeds here with the demons. That should be like another episode. Um, God, we gotten too deep into that. So we'll, this is what we want to say though: tulpas, demons. If you use a sigil long enough, it eventually gains a consciousness of it of its own, and you could call that. I think at a low level, it's uh, an elemental? Egregory. E- I think at a higher level, it's an, an egregory is like kind of bigger, right? An egregory is almost oh, more, no, more the, powerful than you. No, you're thinking of a servitor. A servitor, that's it. So yeah, if, you use a, if you use a sigil long enough, it becomes a, a servitor, which basically exists to carry out that one intention that you it's gave like a, it. It's like an algorithm. Yeah, like an algorithm. It's like, it's almost a dumb 
semi-conscious thing that runs around trying to do what you know it was programmed to do it's been said that if you create one and then start to ignore it it may go out and create its own it's like gain its own consciousness gain its own intentions or die or die most say it dies yeah if you ignore it you have to ignore it entirely it's, it it's like a tamagotchi yeah it's a spiritual tamagotchi <laughs> it'll poop all over the place and die yeah weird stuff will start to happen basically if you use a schedule long enough it'll start to take on a life of its own be careful yes be very careful uh, as always with magic if you feel like your sigil or your your whatever you have used is getting out of hand just put it away don't burn it don't just put it away yeah leave your it's good to if you have a servitor or something like that you can use its sigil kind of like its body and you can even keep it in a box and then magically seal the box oh yeah talismans to keep it inside yeah talismans Talismans are also kind of like sigils that you carry around that have uh, a passive, I guess even sometimes active. I don't even know what the difference is in this instance. But yeah, you carry around an amulet and it gives you a passive effect. Like, for instance, I take my protective amulet everywhere. Especially, that that's the same one I was talking about in the beginning of the episode. Well, that one's great. I mean, I found that when I was working at a thrift store. And, you know, I got all sorts of crazy things by actually working with sigils in a chaotic environment of a thrift store that I could actually like write down an intention be like I want this to show up and right. it eventually would so much so that like actually these uh, brass freaking um, what are they medallions for like some sort of award thing that just happened to come through that's something I wanted um I ended up getting this crazy, crazy, awesome hourglass with, like, you know, the Roman numeral uh, numbers, like it's a clock on the inside, and then the uh, the freaking depiction of Saturn with angel wings inside. Oh, yeah, that, that creepy Saturn hourglass. hourglass clock of... Talk about a talisman. That is, like, my most powerful crazy magic item i've imbued with yeah and rituals and shit andrew has a really dope magical weapon of binna so yeah it's I've, I've experimented with it and it works exactly like i was told in the ritual by the spirits i was working with that it does and yeah it fucks with time not for just me but for other people around me that i've actually gotten feedback from from people that like time moved fast or slow, depending on what experiment I was doing. And if at you the speed time. it up in one way, you have to slow it down again later. Yeah, right? all time has to be realigned. So if it's an hour like a day, or a di- it has to be followed by a day like an hour. Ugh. You know, it's crazy stuff like that that you have to watch out when you're fucking around with time. I feel like sometimes you can get really meditative and get from one place to the next really quickly sometimes. But you have to kind of not be looking at the clock, of course. Oh, that'd be Focus. To- that's totally what it'd be based off of is our understanding that time changes subjectively from from moment to moment, from person to person. That like I could be sitting next to you and you'd be like, "Today's dragging on," while I'm having a good time. I think you we know, and the day might fly by. I think we want to talk about one more thing in terms of sigils. Just to kind of... Because I thought we were on talismans now, because I was talking about a brutal talisman that I, I made. Okay. Well, yeah, talismans. But 
what that. what happens when the what happens when your sigil becomes even more powerful? You know, it you can create a you can create a magical artifact. You know, like we were just talking about, like a talisman. You could create a spiritual being of sorts, and if you make it powerful enough, it becomes an egregory. And that's where we get into the idea of corporate logos and corporations, because corporations are people too. <laughs> no, they're not. That's a bunch. That's a bunch of legalistic bullshit. But you could see how they function like people. They operate like people. Um, they just want political speech like people. The whole point of a like, what is an LLC? It's a limited liability corporation, meaning you're. You even have to create a fictitious name. You have to publish a name in the paper, and then that becomes a, a limited liability corporation, which is almost like another person. So if you do something really bad in your business, your business can get sued instead of you personally. Yeah. So so it's like you're making a spirit to make a business. Like, businesses are spirits. Yeah, and you have to give them a name. And they need money, and they consume... They consume people, and, you know, they're worshipped by some. It's just, it's, it wraps it up with a bow. Anything you name, <laughs> anything you give a name to has spiritual energy tied to it. Oh, shit. That's why they tell you not to name things exactly. that you don't kill. Just don't name it. That means anytime you see that name, you're going to think of that person. Or anytime you see the McDonald's arches, you're going to think Big Mac. Anytime you think... Like, I sometimes just see green and yellow. I'm like, oh, Subway. And it's something completely different. Yeah, that's power, you know? Like, if you get your your brand powerful enough, you begin to eclipse the product that you're selling. For instance, people don't use bandages anymore. They use Band-Aids. You know, people don't use tissue anymore. They use Kleenex. People don't order... People a... don't use hot sauce. They use Tabasco. Yeah, people don't use rideshare services. They use Ubers. Even when they're lifting... They're using Uber. Even when they're even when they're in a lift, they're talking on the phone. They're like, "Oh yeah, my Uber driver," you know, and they don't even have Uber on their phone and never have, and they still use the term Uber when they mean rideshare or when even when they mean Lyft. Have you noticed that every Apple product case has an opening so that you can see the Apple logo? Really? No, check it out next time. If you're on the street, look around. You'll see people with Apple phones, and they make sure that you can oh, see yeah. their brand. The product is called Macintosh. <laughs> I don't give a shit what it's called. <laughs> I think they would even say that's Who's a... going to drop four grand for a cell phone that's slightly better than the cell phone they had four years ago. I mean, it's... And not nearly as good as the Android. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but I mean... I love yeah, how Android just... Androids, it doesn't need a logo anymore. It just dropped off the face. Remember the little green dude? The yeah, little yeah, it's like, yeah. I miss him. It's like, it's an Android. You know what's up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I used we to. We don't need that flashy bullshit. <laughs> I used to be a life skills coach for uh, people with autism, and I spent a lot of time arguing about uh, cell phones, iPhone versus Android. So I think it's best to never argue about that. <laughs> Just to put that the way, that way, because um, that's what that argument entails. But yeah, if you if you give your sigil enough power, it becomes an aggregory. And well, every McDonald's is a temple to the spirit of McDonald's. You know, Ronald McDonald. 
Like Hamburglar. Like that's why when you go to work, you have to wear the the logos. Like this was your idea, Andrew. You 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 brought my attention to this. Like when you go to work, you got to wear the logo over your heart. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. The weird thing is that that's cor- dark as shit. I never like even that. with even with normal clothes that people are wearing, the the labels and tags are all over your psychic centers. They're over your heart. They're over your freaking throat chakra. They're over your freaking uh, your third eye on caps and hats and stuff. It's like people are doing psychic warfare on you constantly but, with their corporate logos, putting them like right on your heart with the little design on the left side. It gets really dark um, when I've heard some conspiracy theorists who go as far to say is all those symbols and patches that they put on soldiers, including the flags, like mingle with all those bodies as a sacrifice to those entities and egregories. So it's almost like we're food at some point for these symbols or these egregories. Like, at some point, like, people are willing to die for their beliefs, for their religion, for their countries, and... Their cross, for their star, for their... For the, yeah, for their star, for their crescent moon. Their Starbucks. Yeah, they're not really willing to die, but... Over... No, some people are. Yeah. You know? I mean... The Bible talks about that. You have to be willing to die for Jesus. If somebody says... Are you a Christian? They have a gun to your head. You gotta be like, yeah, nigga, I am. <laughs> you gotta be willing to wake up, you know, and work for your company, you know, because you're a part of your company, you know, and that's also the power of symbols. I mean, we're all like we said, bound through those symbols in money, and that's why. That's what that's what sucks about money. We're all bound by money, and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't anything. mean anything. Well, okay, so money It used to mean gold. Now there ain't no. You can't take you, a dollar like bill to can, the bank and be like, "Give me this much in gold." I mean, yeah. you, can, you supposedly money exchange like your labor ar- for yeah, it. Yeah, it's an arbitrary unit of value at this point. It's not a representation of an amount of gold. And it's not a representation of how hard you've worked either. Yeah, it's an arbitrary unit of value. So, you know, that's that's how far sigils can be, go. It might be inverse, you know, that the harder you work, the less money you get. I mean, it's not like we're beating around to burn all the money or anything, but... You know, Alejandro Jodorowsky would say to burn your money. I guess... <laughs> I guess the... Oh. Burn your money. While we're on the money subject, uh, Robert Anton Wilson was talking about a project he had done where everyone, he's like, okay, everyone in this whole city, stop paying rent. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. How, how, how fast would it go crazy? Like, <laughs> Just stop paying your rent. Just, just like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Would the government fold to you or would you, well, I guess... If everyone did it, I feel like the government would fold. Just keep your money. Just see, don't spend See, any. that's why we need our Second Amendment rights, so we can just not pay money. What are they going to do? Try to take our money and our guns? Yeah, they got guns, too. <laughs> They've got bigger guns. They got shit you ain't never seen before. But see, if they don't, if we don't allow them to take our money, we could just buy more guns. You know what? <laughs> I just want my Yang bucks. Let Yang bucks pay my rent. Yeah, yeah well, Yang should just wait until next election cycle... Because I want to watch this dumpster fire burn. <laughs> well, I it, it, uh, speaking of sigils, you, you remember... Uh... <laughs> I miss Obama. He was chill. We're about to go down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah, it turned... Turn... And you know what happens if you put it in the wrong hole. We were doing so good. Did anyone time how long it went before we had a butt joke? Anyone? No, that's no. obviously... <laughs> no, that's what we were... That's like part of the drinking game yeah. for people to play is... 
And we're talking about the nerdiest shit on the planet. The gotta... Great Seal. Annuit. Ooh, ooh, conceptus. Ooh. Is that Conceptus? Oh, yeah. So, like, here's some uh, symbology from the freaking... Out of the, the many The one. almighty dollar. Like, the pyramid has the eye above it, disconnected, representing consciousness beyond physical matter. If, if the, no, it's the eye of Lucifer. No, if no the, it if, symbolizes the one percent having the most wealth. And if, and if and if the <laughs> eye in in the triangle is connected to the pyramid, it's bad. That's a bad symbol. That fucking it has to do with material consciousness ruling over the fucking material consciousness. Wikipedia says it's the eye of providence, and it's a Christian symbol symbolizing God. Masons. <laughs> Doritos. I love how that ends any conversation. Just Masons. Yeah, it's just it's like just... it's like the nuclear option. Just boom, Masons and thread. <laughs> but it's on everything. Like, well, no, hold on. You yeah, could, yeah, let's keep it on the level, guys. Like you could say it's the space Nazis from the moon, and that that thread just keeps going. But if you say the Masons, it just shuts people up. That's because they know it's all about pancakes. Yeah, actually, that's what the Masons do, is they architect some pancakes. Sigils. It's about sigils. How do you destroy a sigil once it's made? How do you destroy a sigil once it's made? That's a really good question. I think you reappropriate it. I think I posted that on my Instagram once. I think you reappropriate it, because everyone, when they see a swastika, they think of Nazis. It didn't always mean Nazis, but they've pretty much essentially destroyed the symbol from what it used to be. Well, the symbol's still alive and well in India... I mean, they still use it for their original intention, which is like a, a positive solar symbol. I mean, the Nazis weren't like completely different... unaware of its meaning when they used it. it it's it means it's the same thing as solar whirling force, right? Yeah, it's an old o- Odin symbol as well oh, for their Odin, Odin religion. They had a swastika with dots in it. Oh. Why didn't they just use that then? Yeah, because because you had to change it because the. Uh, the Thule Society worshipped the Black Sun, so they had to flip everything around. That's cool occult stuff. Like you gotta learn about like Black Hand Path shit to understand that nonsense. Well, now it just means you're you're fucking Keck power. <laughs> now you're not. No, no, no. Now it just means you're you're fucking. That means you just don't think people should or kids should be taught about transgenders in school it also <laughs> means that you think the races should not mingle and all the rest of it but that that's always i that's never really gone away you know what the swastika or nazism <sighs> yes i've heard it said that you know germany lost world war ii but the nazis won i mean it, it, when you think about what it means to be a Nazi and like how the symbols, how how a consciousness can move from one person and one people to the next. Like it was us who was sterilizing folks, and then it was the Germans who got the idea from us. They thought we were so smart, sterilizing our criminals and minorities and depressed people and alcoholics and all the rest of it. And they were like, "We should do that." Vasectomies and tube ties. Look it up. There it is. And and then um and then they felt a kinship. The Nazis felt a kinship with the Japanese. They also had the sun as their symbol on their flag. And they felt a spiritual kinship with them. Yeah, they, they assumed that they were spiritual Aryans, not genetic Aryans. No. Yeah, it's huh. some weird stuff. They're like, yeah, they, they're, they're ideologically aligned to us, even though they're like Japanese scum. And the Japanese are like, look at these fucking pigmen from the West. 
yeah, they're fucking scum. They're beneath us. But at least they like the sun, so, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, so they were they were totally, like, exactly the same towards each other. It's really funny. Man, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Sigils? We sort of covered how to do sigils. We covered how to charge sigils. We talked about how sigils can go from psyching you out to taking over an entire country and dominating its way of thinking yeah that's a joke gone too far bro just just don't let your sigil get out of hand yeah don't let your sigil get out of hand and don't try to be king of the moon unless you know you have some sort of way to get to the moon and stamp your sigil on it yeah because that would be the way to do it like you're probably just gonna have a dream about being on the moon or you're gonna download kerbal space program and i suggest you do yeah if you want to be king of the moon get ksp yeah i'm not we're probably never gonna be sponsored by kerbal space program but you should download it right now it's a lot of fun all right i think we covered most of the bases on sigils i think we did it before we we gotta like Tell them what the object was that they were remote viewing. Oh, yeah, we got to tell people the object. But how about we tantalize them a little bit more? Here's here's the sigil. Ah, right. yes. I think that looks kind of cool. Well, I think we should embed the sigil somewhere. Well, it's definitely going to be in the, the art that's on the Instagram and in the, in the SoundCloud. All right. Art. But we got to tell these people what they were trying to remote view. Yes. From the last episode. And I had um, some of our more loyal listeners sent in some impressions that they got. Um, one of them was half accurate. What it was... That's a drum roll. It was a Nintendo Switch controller. Specifically, it was the left and the right controller slid into the plastic adapter that turns it into a normal type of controller. What is a normal controller? What is a normal controller? An Xbox controller. Did you just assume my controller's gender? An uh, Xbox controller. That's, that's a normal controller. Remember the N64 controller for spider people? <laughs> I Somebody said that they, they I had an adapter, you know, in my... In my hand at the time, which technically it was. That is an adapter. You're taking you're taking two controllers it, it and turning does into adapt one. It. it does adapt it into something, and so the idea of sliding and inserting and holding something was accurate. What's their name? Where'd they respond? Let's give them a shout out. It's Brendan. Oh, Brendan. Brendan is a little bit psychic. What is that Ditch Chum? Instagram. Ditch Chum. Yeah. Ditch Chum, Ditch Chum wins the challenge. He posts pictures of other people's cats. Yeah, I post pictures. Be ready. Of, yeah, yeah, check him out. He posted my cat the other day. I'm like, what the hell? He's like, I gave him a soundtrack. People get really, really mad when you post pictures of their cat. True story. I own a cat. Brendan posted it. I got mad. It's a thing. I do it. Why? I think Liz kind of doesn't Liz gets like mad when, when I post, you post hers. She I mean, does. I, I love it when people post pictures of my rabbit. But then again, that might be a rabbit versus a cat owner. It thing. could be. People could love posting pictures if it's your rabbit and hate it if it's your cat. If you have anything to say about this, please write in the show. Um, we didn't get anyone that wrote us any weird experiences about sigils. This makes me kind of sad, but we still had, you know. Um, yeah, so lastly, if you want to contact us, it's pretty easy. You could contact us at Rona the Time Witch at Instagram. He was our guest today. Rona, thank you for coming. Hi, you can find me on Rona the Time Witch. Also uh, on, uh, oh God, what's my other Instagram? I'm juggling. Uh, oh, the Sleepy Forest Academy. Yes. Yes, that's the one. And you can also reach us on Instagram at the whole rabbit. There's underscores after every word, including rabbit. So Instagram. it ends with an underscore. The whole rabbit underscores after every word. And also the whole rabbit podcast at gmail.com. Write us in with any of your stories, any of your experiences, paranormal, strange, 
you don't even know how to classify him. We would love to read your story on the air. Quasi religious. Um, yeah, religious. Pseudo scientific. Pseudo scientific. Um, we don't write us just total copy pasta fiction because we're not always going to be smart enough to know the difference. I guess that's we're, we're I guess we're putting ourselves out there for that. But please try and make them stories that are that happen to you, or at least you think happen to you. Or at least that you're convinced. That you're at least convinced to happen to you. Yeah. yeah don't, you know, if you're crazy, we'll roll with it. But you know, don't don't just write pure LARPing fiction. Yeah. If you want to do that, just go to fucking go find a group and LARP with them, or play D and D or something. People love it. There's plenty of places to LARP, and people need you. People need you to LARP somewhere else. Yeah. You're that guy that they're gonna be like, oh, he's making it cool. He's the chosen or she, one. Who cares who you are? You know, yeah. lead the way. Lead the way in your D&D group. But write us with your true stories. We're going to have Rona back again. He's going to be on episodes where we teach you magic because Rona is really great at explaining things. I'm and say hijack it and talk about butt sex again. Why are you guys my friends? I love you. Tr- you know, nothing says, nothing says trauma like butt sex. And with that... Traumatic butt sex. God, that's a sign-off. <laughs> that's a sign-off. All right, sign everyone. Off. That's the whole rabbit. Thank you. All right. Good night and good luck.